0: Hello friends, welcome back to MPI radio, which is massive positive impact radio. We are here to help you monetize your passions without losing the passion. And today we have an awesome guest that's gonna help you do just that. So today, this is Jake Anderson. He's a digital marketer, messaging coach, and a podcaster. So if it didn't give it away, we are talking about messaging today. Uh, With Jake, uh, after 10 years of building an award-winning company in in the special events industry, He actually realized a deeper passion in the business of selling knowledge using digital marketing strategies. Uh, So he said that I can do what I love by selling what I know and help others to do the same from anywhere in the world. I love this because this relates to me. He said, this is a career that I don't ever see myself retiring from. Love that. Okay. That's true passion right there. And at that point, Jake decided to just embark on this new journey into a multi-billion dollar online education industry. Uh, since then, Jake has actually launched a top 100 podcast on Apple. He works alongside some of the greatest marketers in the uh, in the business and is developing groundbreaking solutions on what many consider to be the most important aspect of every digital marketing strategy, which is messaging. How you doing, Jake?
1: James, what's going on? Thank you for thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it's dude. Good to be here. No, this is going to be really cool because uh, it's yeah. something that I've recently kind of pivoted my own life with the messaging aspect and like we were talking about in like the Uh, the pre-interview that I'm getting targeted by your ads, which is funny. (laughs) We literally (laughs) talked, set up the interview, and then I go on social media and I'm just like, hey, I know that guy. I thought it was just a post and it said sponsored. I was like, he's targeting me right now. (laughs) Uh,
1: I got to say, that's all Facebook. Their algorithm just listens to every little move you make. And in fact, that's my first ad set I've ever ran. I've never ran ads before. I've got an ads coach right now. So hearing like the feedback of like, yeah, I was having a conversation. And then when I went to the feed, there you were again with your ads and it's like yeah. facebook really does listen to what's going on
0: <laughs> it's, trippy. it's kind of creepy honestly like how much you could like you could have a gym with power lifting about power lifters that drink tea and watch shark mm-hmm. tank like as weird as that may seem like they love tea and they love shark tank and they yeah. love powerlifting. it's like okay that's an interesting kind of person but you'll get those kind of people <laughs> that love those things so right. it, it's trippy so yeah i've seen you have like i think i've seen three different ads by you three different types. There's a hamster wheel one. It's one where it's just kind of you with like a thought bubble. And there's another one I can't remember right now. But uh, yeah, it's all along mart- uh, messaging and reading through them. It's like, you're 100% right. I think the first one that I saw, you said that you were had like $24,000 in sales or something in the first mm-hmm. year. And then once you changed your messaging, you
1: ended up moving
0: into like multi-million or something. Whatever, yeah,
1: it, yeah, it was. Um, so it was actually over the span of four years, I did $27,000 in revenue, which is not really, it's very much so side business, kind of trying to figure things out. And, um, and that was 2008 through, through 2012. Um, I was in the special events industry, kind of all over the place, and, um, I remember, and I actually had a partner at the time, but I was trying to just promote everything under the sun and I wasn't really clear on exactly the message I was trying to send to the market. And one of the things that I was working on was was event lighting design. And and I noticed that I was getting a little bit more, I guess, traction in that area than anything else. And it kind of makes me think about like the McDonald's brothers, like when they decided to make McDonald's, they realized that I think it was like 90% of their their uh, revenue was coming from selling burgers and fries and it's like why not just be that and make that your message that this mm-hmm. is a place to get you know it's quick it's fast burgers and fries and that's what we do that's what you want and it was like that with me and I and it was in 2012 I decided that you know what I'm going to get rid I think I had seven to ten different like offerings that didn't really have congruency other than the fact that they were for special events but um, when you really dig deep into it, there wasn't the, con- the congruency wasn't there as it related to how the market was responding to it. And I said, I'm going to get rid of all this. I'm going to go all in on just uh, the event lighting, and I'm going to build a brand around that alone. And I'm going to get very crystal clear on that messaging. And that's when I learned the power of singularity uh, in my messaging. And when I did that, um, I ended up closing more sales the first three months. I mean, immediately, like immediately after I made that change. And I said, we are like, this is it. This is a lighting design company for weddings and special events. This is who we are. This is what we do. I went from 27,000 in four years to 30,000 in the next three months just by making that one change. And then after that, you know, over, over the span of the, it was exponential growth, you know, from year over year. Then I ended up branding everything. And then it took another huge leap of growth. And um, yeah, it ended up doing around two and a half million. Um from that point on. So that was kind of the big that was the big catalyst was just weren't just making a change to the messaging. And when I reflected back, that's when I realized like this is really powerful stuff. If you really think about if you've got oh, yeah. friction in your business, you can make some changes to your messaging and it can completely eliminate it.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, I heard um Brendan Bouchard, I was like listening to some video or maybe some course that I invest. It was a while ago, but he was talking about how he was helping a friend of his who was like Big in the industry, and they were having troubles converting with their pipelines that they had or their funnels. And he kind of helped him out, uh, gave him a couple pointers, and the guy literally just changed his headlines and ended up converting like crazy. He's like, You just changed yeah. your headlines. Like it could be something so simple, which is and it's also kind of frustrating too, because like, you know, um, I mean, I study Russell Brunson a lot. He talks about like it's always your hook story offer kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And it could be just as simple as a headline but you end up like changing the entire copy and you're like oh if i just changed the, the headline i would have yeah. been okay but it's hard to tell you know it's just trial and error you got to kind of figure out um but now what i love about that is like going into lighting and just focusing on that it reminds me of that saying of uh like a confused buyer isn't a buyer something along mm-hmm. those lines and i think the yeah. messaging is so powerful inside of that um So now you're going into helping people with this because you saw that exponential growth in your own business. Um, Yeah. Tell me, tell me more about the messaging and like, what, what is it in particular, I guess that like, how, how do you find the right messaging? Cause it's not like, I've been a coach for over two years. And I feel like just until recently, I like really honed in the message of uh, monetizing your passions without losing the passion. And the more I've like, looked back on my life, then I kind of put, like put the dots together, I guess, and been like, that's what it is. And every time I go back to them, like, that's, that's what it is for me. So it's something that I've been kind of like working on recently, but I want to know your take on like, how do you really find the right messaging for your business?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And it's something that the the first, the first thing I want to say is that it's an evolutionary process. And as, as you, as you take action, you're going to get more clarity on things, but I want to give you you and the audience, just a little bit of some tactical things to keep in mind as you're going through this that I think can help. It helped me because I'll even go a little bit further into my own mess. <laughs> was it the, me- you can turn your mess into your message. You'll, you probably yeah. haven't seen that. Yet. I've actually got five ads running. And one of them is actually my son sitting in a pile of uh, popcorn um, that he like spread out over the floor, create this giant mess. And it's got a bubble and it says, turn your mess into your message. <laughs> and and that's bit. exactly and it's, that's exactly like how it was for me because even through that experience with the lighting business, I, there was a point in time where I was very passionate about it and then it ended up turning to a very dark place for me. And I came to a realization in 2018 that um, I needed to figure out like, what's my next, like, what's my next step? Because I know this is not really where I want to be. This is not where my passion is that has drifted away and it's, and it's just not aligned anymore. So through this, it was from 2018, really up until this year, that I was doing a lot of exploration, I was testing different things on how I can really discover exactly what is the place I want to go, and what is my message? And what does that look like? And there was, um, there was something I call it multi dimensional awareness. And this is something that I think, you know, first off, come to the understanding that this is an evolutionary process and, and action creates clarity, but also thinking about the self-awareness piece and starting by listening to yourself. Right. And, and what I mean by that more specifically was when I was thinking about like, what is, what is, what is my message going to be and where is that foundation at from the very beginning? I thought, okay, well, let's, let's look at it from different angles of self-awareness and when i thought about the first business that i started i asked my question I asked myself this question why like why did i lose that passion and why did that what happened there because even though i was able to build it to become a successful business i wasn't happy doing it right and i need to unpack that for a minute and figure out what the what the reason is for it so one of the things as i talk about reflection you know, when you're, when you're in that discovery mode, like there has to be a point of reflection and what you're trying to understand are a few things. The first one is I call it like your magnetic field. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is there are certain things that you are attracted to and that just naturally attracts you. Like as far as um, uh, some type of commitment to commitment to something, like if it's coaching, if you love connecting with people, and you love like being that leader for people and you like taking somebody who, who has some entanglement in their mind and kind of untangling it for them. And that's the kind of thing that you're just really attracted to. Maybe it's creating content. Maybe it's being that influencer. Maybe you love to be in the spotlight. Maybe you love to write, you love to write books, whatever that thing, like there's things that you're just naturally attracted to. But then there's also in contrast to that, there's also things that are very repelled, like repel you, you know, like for me, I just had to over weekend, you know, with my lighting business, cause I'm in the process of exiting. I had to go through like all nine months of my books and administrative tasks and things like that. I have to really force myself to do that work. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing that I realized was, and this is like one of the, the dimensions of the awareness is thinking about your magnetic field and thinking like, what are the things that I'm naturally attracted to and what are the things I feel like I've got to force myself and, and coming to that understanding at a deeper level within yourself. So I did that and I made a list and I was like, well, these are the things that are just, I'm not going to pursue. I'm not going to pursue anything that involves, you know, these items, but the things that I love, this is where I really need to be focusing my energy. And then I went into like, you know, your vision, that's kind of the other dimension of self-awareness, thinking about your vision for life. Um, and, and there's a lot to even unpack there. Like what's the difference between having this long-term vision, but also goals. Like I, personally like separate those into two different yeah. containers because i look at them differently i look at goals as being something more measurable where your vision is something that's more kind of like what you're striving for and like what's that overarching like when you're up on the top of the mountain you're looking on horizon what does that look like for you yeah goals so are like i go the through
0: stepping stones
1: stepping yeah stones to the dream exactly the, dream. the milestones that you go through so i go through this multi-dimensional awareness but But, and that's, that's going to at least give you like direction. It's like, this is where I need to be pointed. You know, once you understand with yourself, like you need to point yourself in a certain direction, but when it comes to actually building a business around your message, it's like, okay, this is great. And I'm, I'm passionate and I'm, I love what I do. And I want to serve in this capacity, but now I've got to send a message to a market That communicates something to that market, to the people, to whether, and then when I say market, I'm not talking about just the customers, I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about the vendors, you know, the the other coaches, the people who you could strategically partner with. Like they're all gonna hear your message and it means something different to everybody. So you have to think about like, what does that need to be? And how do you send a message out to the market? that's something that you can monetize and build a business around. And then that led me to the four uh, message monetization pillars. And this is something I talk about my challenge. And that is singularity, significance, selection, and specificity. Hmm. So, and that's what I learned back with my lighting company was those four pillars. I didn't realize that those were the four pillars until I kind of unpacked it, but I realized like when I send a message out to the market, if it's got singularity, if it's something that's really easy for people to kind of wrap their mind around the problem you solve and the solutions that you have for them, it's easier for them. And Donald Miller talks about this in his book, Story Brand. You don't want your, you don't want your customers to have to burn too many calories to figure out what it is that you do. Right, Like, so if it's singular and it's focused, it's easy for them to wrap their mind around it, not only just the customers, but the other people in the industry. Cause there are people who I reach out to, I get their message and I say, Hey, you're into branding. And I know that that would be something really complementary to what I do. Maybe we can team up together on, on a project. So you even start attracting strategic partnerships and then significance. I call it the nail and the nail and splinter test, right? So it's like, how significant of a problem are you solving for somebody you know, and, and, and this is like a, <laughs> this is a silly little metaphor I put together and I, I haven't, I haven't, it makes sense to me. I've I actually haven't tested it as far as like putting it out to the world to see how people respond to it. So I'm kind of curious to hear, but let, let me throw it out to your audience and yeah, see what kind of yeah. responses. So, so basically when, if, if somebody's walking, they step on a splinter, it's a problem, but it's not, you know, they can walk around, they can, they might wait an hour so to pull it out. They just, Got to get some tweezers. Probably going to pull it out themselves. It's something that they can really easily fix, and it might not be something that they would ever consider going to a professional for for fixing it. But if they step on a nail, that's a bigger deal. Now they're in excruciating pain. They can't walk. And even after the nail's been pulled out, now there's a gash in their foot. They've got to go to a doctor. They have to get it stitched up. They have to recover from it. It's a bigger problem for them. So when you're thinking about the problems that you're solving, because that's the thing you're in business, you're in business to solve problems. So Mm -hmm. your message has to speak to the problem that you're solving. And if you're solving problems that revolve around pulling out splinters, you're only going to go, but so far, people are going to pay you so much, if anything at all, to help solve that problem. But if you're pulling nails out or something that's really painful for that person, the the bigger, the pain, the, the more you can charge, the more. Um, really the more you can, you can and in, in get into the emotional attributes of what your message is. And I talk about that in the challenge to emotional, rational attributes, but, but you have to think about, you have to think about it from that standpoint. And also too, it's like, after the nails pulled out, the problem hasn't yet, yet been fixed. There's multiple phases to fixing that kind of a problem. So that ends up turning into something where you can have a business where your solutions or your solution to fixing that one specific problem is significant or it's a significant problem for that person that they're probably going to pay you to fix. It's probably not something that they want to try to help themselves. They probably Mm. want to go out and find somebody. So we've got to think about the significance. And I think for this, the singularity is where I find probably most people miss the boat a little bit on the most significance, maybe not as much. I have seen a little bit of that, but it's definitely something that you have to think about because, people might look at your offer and the reason your offer isn't converting is because people don't think it's a significant enough problem for them to want to pay money to get it fixed. You know? So if it is, maybe it is significant. You just haven't put the messaging together for it clear enough for them. And then specificity is, is, are the results. Like you have to really spell out results for people like understanding exactly where am I moving, you know, from point A to point B, what does that, what does that transformation actually look like and explaining that transformation, that's the specificity. And then selection is selecting the actual people in the market who should be receiving that message. So I was speaking with, um, um a, a colleague of mine who's in branding and, um, she does custom branding and she also sells these templates. And she was telling me that she put all these work in these templates and then she would go and put it out in the market, try to sell it. And then nobody would nobody would buy it. And then she would she, she started speaking with her uh, with her customers. And what she realized was that all of her customers just wanted custom work. They didn't want to fool around with templates. You know, they're like, no, 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 no. I just want to hire you to to do to do the custom stuff. Right. But what she did was she started marketing the templates on Instagram, which was a younger audience, and the younger audience was buying the templates because mm-hmm. for them they didn't really have the budgets for the customizations, but they did they're like, yeah, I love the templates. It's budget friendly and I can play around with it. And it just worked better for that particular market. So you got to think about selection. You got to think about who you're sending that message to. That's your audience. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's, that's how (laughs) it's a lot to unpack there. I mean, I just kind of, you know, you you could write a book on that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So it, but, but that's like, you know, between that, that's kind of the process. And it even goes much deeper than that because, It's, you know, every single touchpoint in the customer journey has a message, right? You know, know, if you're putting out, you see my ads, those ads have a message. You're interviewing me on the podcast. The audience is getting some message from me here. They get my emails. There's messaging there. Your offer is sending out a sales message. Like everything has a message and for it to work, it's got to be clear. It's got to be congruent throughout the customer journey. And it's got to be compelling enough to pull people through that customer journey as well. So...
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's really, that's really good, man. I, I really like the, um, the splinter and the nail analogy. I think that's like, it, it really, it's true. Cause like it can get infected, you know, and yeah. you know, you need some outside help if it's something like that big, which is like, like, I love helping people find the work that they love, you know, and learning mm-hmm. how to do it. There's so many ways to do it. I love like the whole online business model. Cause that's what, I do for me and what I'm constantly building and perfecting myself. And I'm obsessed with it. I love learning about it. I know there's so much value, especially now today, but not everybody wants to do that. You know, some people want to, like, I still work with people where they just want to make a quick transition into another job and they just need to kind of like create a game plan to really do it. But um, yeah, like Mm -hmm. even with work, like I feel like that's a huge, huge market because so many, I think uh, 80, 85% of people or something are dissatisfied with the work that they do. You know, and moving into this online space is huge for people because especially like I care about the people that love to do something, but they don't think they can make money. Like I was in a Facebook group and someone said, if you can get, if you can make money doing anything, what would it be? And this one woman, I'm like, naturally me just like scrolling through and I'm like, I got to read, see what people say. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> this one woman was like, well, I'd be knitting and watching Netflix documentaries, but I can't make a living doing that. And I laughed, instantly opened up a new tab, typed in highest paid knitter. And the first thing that pops up, it says one woman sells or makes $1 million a year selling knitting on Etsy. And I was like, boom. (laughs) Yeah. Selling on Etsy. That's the thing. It's like, it's not that like there there is a market for pretty much everything that you can think of, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. your, your part is so valuable. And and I think that's why I really like resonated with you and wanted you to be on here too, is because I feel like it all correlates, you know, Mm -hmm. especially if you want to move into that. Online space. Maybe you do want to sell your knitting or music or something like that. And if we get the messaging right, then it makes it so much easier. Because again, the confused buyer isn't an actual buyer. They're not going to want to invest in it because they're like, I don't want to put my hard-earned money into something that's like possibly a scam. You know, that online like presence is challenging to sell something without ever having an interaction with someone, like actual Mm -hmm. live interaction. Uh, yeah. there's a way to do it. It's like a little art form to it. And the messaging is so big, especially with your advertisements. Like that's a cold market. People are like, I don't know, but even I was reading through your, your stuff and I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like the way it's laid out, you know, and you're so right about, um, that messaging aspect. Uh, what, what made you like, what was kind of like the epiphany moment or that aha moment for you to move from special events and to go into the actual messaging is be like, you know what? I'm just going to take a complete pivot. It's because you were unsatisfied and you were looking for something new. What was it?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, it started out with, I I knew that the special events industry, well, at least what I was doing in special events or being active as a, I guess, as a provider to the industry, I knew that I didn't want to do that. And it was in 2018. I was like, okay. I, I started like exploring the online space a little bit and Um, I won't go too deep down this story because this is like big giant rabbit hole. I can just see it coming. So I'll I'll keep this (laughs) short, but, but (laughs) I, uh, I started, I, well, I started, my first project was I was getting into software development and I was actually managing a small team to build out this platform. It was for, it was, I was going to try to be the Russell Brunson of the special events industry. I was like building out the software, I was writing a book, you know, I was trying to be the thought leader slash, you know, software creator for the special events industry and it was, um, it was like May. Let's see, it was May of 2019. I had never published, I had never, uh, you know, really done any content creation. I was actually pretty pretty shy on on social media i mean even putting out a facebook post would kind of like give me anxiety mm. and uh and i tell you like if you if you really want to test if it's something you really love go live and talk about it like that's a good test right there like if you can go live and talk about something for five or ten minutes that just a topic and do it with conviction and with passion like that might you might want to explore that a little bit because that was the thing for me like when i was when i was getting started in creating content um I was talking about special events and I was trying to be a thought leader because I had, you know, built this business. I moved three hours from the headquarters, which was very like uncommon to find in that industry. And, um, I had a lot of success in that. So I was trying to be the contributor to that industry. I thought maybe this is what I want to do because this is, I got all this knowledge here and you think like that would make sense. Right. But then after five months of being just feeling completely resistant to, promoting it, getting it out there, just the whole gamut. I realized I had to read the message, the writing on the wall that Jake, you don't, you don't care about this industry anymore. Like you need to move on from it. Just move on from it. Like stop hanging on to it and find something different. And that was a tough day for me because I realized that I needed to start over. I mean, just completely start over with where I wanted to take my career. And at that point, that's when I got I became very intentional about just the, the, the whole idea of discovering my purpose, discovering, just trying to find clarity there. And what led me to messaging was as I'm like unpacking all this about myself, like I said, start with yourself, you know, cause that, if it, if it doesn't align with you, it's never going to work. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I started with myself. And, and when, when I got to the point of messaging, I'd realized that I love digital marketing. Like I love it. I mean, I love like being able to podcast and creating content, connecting with people globally all over the world, just like instantaneous. And it was amazing to me. And I was like, but I can't, I can't, I gotta pick one thing. Like, what's the one thing out of all this stuff that we're doing in digital marketing? that I can really latch on to based on my own experience. Like reflect, I did a lot of reflection. I thought, where are my skills? Where do my, ex- where does my experience, you know, where can I serve the best within this container of digital marketing? Cause this is what I love. And that's, and I realized at first it was funny. I was, I was, I was like, I'm going to build funnels and I'm going to do, and it started like the scope creep was real. It was like really getting out of hand. And I was like, wait a second, let me just go into messaging. Because it's the one thing that affects everything else in Mm -hmm. sales and marketing and that stuck with me it's like it's the one thing that affects everything else and if if your messaging doesn't work nothing else will Mm -hmm. these funnels these emails none of that stuff works if your messaging doesn't work so if i want to serve entrepreneurs in the online space you know at the highest level then this is where I need to be serving. So that's what made, that's what gave me that aha moment was I remember I was in my office and I had like all these like pieces of paper with all the stuff. My whiteboard was all mapped out. It's kind of like, you know, mad scientist type scene going on. And, and, uh, and then finally I realized like, it's the one thing that affects everything else. And it's like, if I want, and that's where really where I get excited is like when I'm able to really help somebody get to the highest results possible, It just gives me, it fills my tank like nothing else. And I knew like if messaging, if I could really dial in on this and go as far deep down that one area as I possibly can, there's no way possible that I can't win. Like it's not only me, but like my customers, like I know that this is what's going to help me and my, and the people I serve and this mission and this vision really come to life and become the biggest possible, uh, just, (laughs) just, what I, what I create, like what I'm creating, like what I'm here to do to, in this world to serve. And and that's really where it came from was just that day of after like reflecting and unpacking everything and being that mad scientist in my office. That's when it came to me that based on it all, this is where where I should be serving. And um, and here we are now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow, dude. That's, you know, it's crazy. Cool. Um, I love when you really like hit home on the self-reflection piece because it is true. Um, I had to do so much. And what I also like that you mentioned about it, for like people listening are trying to figure this out for themselves, it's that, uh, you know, that it's an evolutionary process. Mm-hmm. I think those are huge for someone even just starting out for sure. It's like, and even if you're not, even if you're still like this message isn't working, you know, it's time to pivot, make something, you know, or tweak it a little bit um, to do that self-reflection. I listened to actually a Facebook live that you did, I think last night or the other night. Um, but you were talking about like self-care and mm-hmm. one thing that you mentioned was going to nature and I love that when you said that I was like hell yeah that's what I'm talking about because it's true like I I love to do to go on a hike or to go to the beach you know something like that it just helps me feel grounded and feel like connected you know and be able to kind of have my my thoughts flow and there's just I just I just like we were just driving home from Yosemite my girlfriend and I and just like the sun was setting clouds everything it's just like nature is freaking amazing you know, yeah. just to look at it it's like it's it's so like big and just like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's captivating. It's hard to really explain. So I feel like your brain just thinks differently when you're kind of in that nature um, setting, you know? So that, I mean, that definitely helps me with thinking about and reflecting back on, uh, yeah, turning your mess into your message. All this stuff is so real. It's just kind of like for whoever's listening, you got to take it and run with it and actually use it. Like even the S's that you were talking about Mm-hmm. i can't remember all of them exactly but um that is like massive like that could be a whole book you know right there yeah. it would i mean i'm listening i'm like Geez, this dude's freaking genius <laughs> it's, it's amazing <laughs> but it's true you know it's it's all so so valuable um i love it man we're gonna be we're at 29 minutes right now it just happened uh, but i want to ask you one last big question which is the main question that i ask everybody sure. here Uh, And it's, what is your MPI, Jake Anderson, Uh, the massive positive impact that you want to see create or be a part of in the world?
1: You know, for me, it's, it's, I, ever since I was 18 years old and leading up to when I was 18 years old, I never, let's start with leading up to it. Like I never had much of a passion for anything. I was just kind of drifting through life. And then when I hit 18, something happened and entrepreneurship was just, such a deep, deep passion for me and how I serve. So the, the, the people that I want to help the most are the people who are, um, it's like Steve jobs says, the crazy one, you know, the, 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 pegs in the square holes and, and the entrepreneurs that are really trying to make, you know, make the world a better place. And if I can play a part in that and helping other entrepreneurs create and, and bring our society and bring our world to, to another level, then that is the MPI for me. And, and I'm, and, and, and whatever I do and how I serve, like, I want to do it to the fullest. I want to, um, and I know if I do it at the fullest and I know that if I, if I can take people and, and, and bring them on a journey, um, whatever, whatever, like I call it footers and foundation. It's like some people are the footers for me and then I become the footers for other people, but I'm helping others build their foundation. So it's like, you know, a coach of mine, you know, he's building, he's my footers to my foundation. Like he's at that deepest level. But then when I'm working with somebody else, I become their footers for them to build their foundation. And then they're going to do the same thing. And it ends up just becoming this, you know, it's like, you can take one, you can help five people, you know, and then those five people help another five people. And then it just becomes a viral effect. And then every, the world just ends up becoming a better place. And I think, for me, it's just focusing on my little corner of entrepreneurs and the people who who like to go out and take risk and do the uncertainty and and live in uncertainty and and um but but they do it because they know it's it's for a greater good of of, of moving the world forward and that's the MPI for me.
0: Dude, that was freaking awesome! It's one of the best ones I've heard. <laughs> <I> Not <don't> to <laughs> harp on anyone it. else, <laughs> no, That was it's uh you're just a real man of service. Um, that's awesome. Uh, love that dude. And I totally agree. I think that entrepreneur entrepreneurship is the way of the future, especially with like digital products right now. I mean, even when the pandemic happened, it was like 30% or more, uh, digital products were in the up, you know, and just in high demand and people are kind of realizing that they can turn what they know into an income, a sustainable income and make a big impact that way, you know? So love that. Uh, what, what do you got working on? What can, where can people find you? What's the best thing you got going on right now?
1: Yeah, so um, the best place to find me is uh, just go to www.jakeanderson.org. And there you'll find on my landing page, whatever journey you want to take with me. If you want to listen to my podcast, I've got my podcast. Um, If you want to come into my Facebook group, I've got a community called The Core Collective. Uh, if you want to enroll in any of the things that I'm offering, you can certainly find those there as well. Uh, but that's the best kind of like starting point to, to connect with me, all my social media stuff. So I let, uh, you know, I let people kind of choose the journey they want to take and sure. um, that's the starting point for it. Very cool,
0: man. Love it. Yeah. If you guys, um, oh, did, wait, didn't you say you have some, uh, a launch or a, uh, oh. not a launch, a, um, a challenge, five day yeah. challenge. Something? Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, so it's called unlock your message. It's a five day challenge. Um, I'm running the next challenge. It's, uh, and I'm not sure when this will be published, but then as of this recording, the next one will be November 16th. So it's actually a week from today. Um, But then I'm going to be doing them every month. Um, I might, and and I was mentioning this earlier on the interview, for uh, this is a new challenge that I'm running, and I'm kind of considering the option of either maybe making it a virtual summit. Where I bring on some other experts, um, but right now it's formatted as a challenge, and and I, this is the second round. And the first round got such great feedback that I realized to that, that, or I realized that I wanted to take it another round and kind of see where this goes. But yeah, it's called Unlock Your Message, and if that state where you're trying to kind of, you know, you're a little bit cloudy on your messaging and you're trying to find some clarity there. This is a really nice place to start. Um, and we also have at the end of the challenge, it's a message clarity mastermind event. So, it's, mm. and this is all free, you know, just come in and um, you'll be in the group. And then on the end, um, I'll have a big virtual Zoom Zoom event where together we'll collab. like everybody who was in the challenge at the end, we'll be able to collaborate and um, we'll do some breakout rooms and we'll all work on our messaging and kind of test it out with each other. So, mm.
0: I love that, man. Can people access that through jakeanderson.org as well?
1: Yeah. If you go there and and if you just want a quick URL, if you just go to jakeanderson.org backslash uh, unlock your message, that'll take you to the landing page to register.
0: Love it. That's awesome, dude. I, I dig that. Uh, cool. Well, if you guys want to learn anything more from me with James Allen, just go to jamesallencoaching.com. Uh, right now, I actually have a cool thing where it's 10 steps to dream building. So if you're feeling lost on your Uh, purpose, you know, want to find that passion for you. This is a great opportunity. It's a 10 part video series. Actually, as soon as you um, sign up, you're going to get access to all 10 of the videos right then and there. And it'll help you with overcoming the pitfalls of fear or sense of lack and get you some clarity around how to structure a vision that you can actually manifest. And you even test that dream to make sure that it's worthy of you actually pursuing it, spending your time and talent towards it. Tons of good stuff, totally free. Uh, just go to jamesallencoaching.com slash 10 steps and you can get it or you can just go to com. You'll be able to find it as well. Jake, man, thank you so much for your time. You're a super cool dude. I love what you're doing in the world and I look forward to, uh, to collaborating
1: more in any way that we can. Absolutely, James, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Absolutely, man. All right, guys, go out there and make an MPI. Peace out.